Hi friends, my name is Diana Paquet and I am the host of The Diana Show. I am an adoptive step biological and dog mom of five, six if you include the dog. I'm married to the love of my life, Thomas, and together we're shepherding a four-year-old girl, three teenage girls, and a 19-year-old boy. It is a wild ride. Lots of eye-rolling, door-slamming, long conversations late at night, but you know what? Also lots of laughter and tons of joy. I really reached this place where I just want to chase some fun and learn new things and explore. And I'm just so curious. I just started roller skating again. What's up with that? I'm surrounded by real friends and I'm just in this good place. But even so, I still struggle with insecurity, worthiness, imposter syndrome, shame, and sometimes fear. So through my podcast, I'm chasing down stories of vulnerability, honesty, and tips and tricks on becoming a better version of a human. And I thank you for joining me on this journey. I'd love to hear from you if you ever want to connect. You can always find me at ms.dianapiquet on Instagram or email me at dianapiquet1 at gmail. And with that, on with the show. Friends, it's me, Diana. I am recording this on the 23rd of December. This is going to be a little bonus episode about friendship. One of my really dear friends who I don't ever even get to, I haven't seen her face in years. Um, she moved away from California, but we still keep in connection. Today's her birthday. And when I realized through social media that it was her birthday, I was like, you know, it started getting my wheels turning about friendship and what friendship means as a 50 year old woman versus like what it meant when I was 20 and I would like have friends that I would go to the club with or whatever. And although <clears throat> I definitely do have a few friends from back in those days, my friendships now are so different and have evolved, whether they from were, were from way back then or they're from now into a, a deeper place. And it just, you know, like, you know, I'm a thinker and a sharer and all that stuff. So it started getting my wheels turning about friendship and how much friendship means. And it doesn't necessarily mean somebody who's like, you know, right next door that you can go climb in the apple tree like it did when we were kids. It's it's it doesn't really matter how close somebody lives or how far away they are. There are ways to stay connected. And I wanted to talk to you about that because this year has been a big year of friendship connection with me. And it has really, really made a huge difference in I feel like my happiness level this year. So I wanted to share about it. So let me tell you about Renee first. So Renee was a friend that I met. She's a vocal coach. And happy birthday, Renee. Today's her 52nd birthday. Um, she's a beautiful lady who teaches elite vocal coaching. I had no reason to be going to this lady except for that. She wanted to get her hair done and I wanted to take voice lessons. So we traded and uh, later on she ended up teaching my daughter Scarlett who actually does have a really great voice. Um, and it was a great exchange and it was wonderful to be able to see her on a weekly basis. And we became friends that way. We would walk together. Um, we had a, a lot in common. And when I started my big D, uh, seven or eight years ago, my divorce, um, my ex-husband and I had this situation where he really wanted to do this thing called bird nesting, which is basically like the kids get to stay in the house and then the parents come and go. And we had a rental unit. And so we had talked about how like, oh, okay, well, we can both stay in the rental unit. We can work that out. And it didn't work out that way. He wanted to stay in the rental unit by himself. And um, 
I ended up like being like, okay, great. So now I have to make a house payment, a condo payment, and I got to figure out where to live. And it was, you know, like three days a week, I needed someplace to stay. And Renee was like, stay with us. We have a guest, we have a, like a guest room with a bathtub. And I'm like, are you serious? And she's like, yeah. So her and her husband welcomed me in, gave me a key, gave me access to, um, I mean, their, their whole home. And so I cannot tell you what it meant. It was so much bigger of a thing than like just going and renting a little apartment because there was stuff for smoothies. It was a home, a stocked home. So like I could go and make a smoothie in the morning or have a cup of coffee or I didn't, it was like one less thing to worry about because I was in a functioning home. I can tell you that, oh, like the 5 million tears that I cried over that divorce, like 4 million of them were in her bathtub. Like I spent a lot of time just taking a bath and reflecting and making sure I felt like I was doing the right thing, conducting myself the right way, all that kind of stuff. And it was just sort of like a basis for strength for me because I felt held by people, um, even that I would come home at night and like she'd made vegetarian chili and her husband made these delicious cocktails and we could just sit around and visit and I could feel like whole and human because all I really had at the time was my, my salon and we, we were in the middle of secretly trying to sell it. And, um, actually we had two salons and then my home and I didn't really have access to my home those three days a week. So it was hard, you know? So I, when she said, yeah, you can stay in my place. I didn't even realize what a big deal it was and how much it would mean to me during that time. And it's taken me years and years and years. And of course I've said, thank you. I've probably wrote her a thank you card, but over the years, over the last seven years, I've realized even though it was a short, maybe a couple of months, maybe six weeks, maybe eight weeks that I was in and out of their house before I figured out my own living arrangements, it held me up and they came alongside me during a time that was super painful, super um, vulnerable. I was really unsure of myself and I, my strength level was really de- depleted during that time. So for them to do that for me, whether they even knew it or not, was a huge favor and they've I mean they could call me today and say something's going on they need me and I'd be on a a plane to Texas to come do anything for them because they just were that kind of friend to me and I've had a lot of friendships over the years that although I don't have access to them every day like I would like to or every week we can't necessarily go for a walk there have been these friendships in my life that have been pivotal to my strength to who I've become today. And I can see these pieces of the puzzle puzzle that have come together and been part of my life that have been, you know, a really big, big anchor for me and really kind of changed the, the trajectory of my life. Um, I wanted to mention too, that I think one of the things that we go through is that if a friend moves away, we lose contact. And I experienced that because I moved out to Georgia when I was 26. I had a ton of like great friends out here that I was having. Not even that had I stayed here, I would have been still friends with all those people because you have a lot, like a larger variety of people generally when you're younger. I was going out a lot. So I had a lot of like acquaintancy friends, you know, but I lost touch with a lot of them when I moved to Georgia because social media wasn't a thing yet. There wasn't a lot of these like ways to keep in touch with people. And if there was a time zone issue... But the way that that works these days is like there is no reason 
even if you're busy, that you can't find people to have a meaningful exchange with back and forth. And <clears throat> I have a friend who, Amanda from, I met her when I lived in Georgia. She doesn't live there anymore, but she was a good friend from my Georgia days. So that she was around when Cooper was born 20 years ago and um, Scarlett was around. She threw baby showers for me, all that kind of stuff. And I hadn't left, like lost touch with her. I could have called her up whenever I needed to, but I lost touch with knowing what was going on with her on a weekly basis or a monthly basis. Like maybe we would talk like every other year. We would definitely send Christmas cards. But what I, I needed friends. I needed, um, I think I told you guys before that I had, I know I told you guys before that I had a situation where I had a group of friends and then those people were out of my life. And so I really needed like real human connection. And when I thought about it, who popped into my head was but a, f- a handful of people. And one of them was my friend, Amanda. The problem with her is that she's busy. She's got two ki- college age kids of her own. She's got um, now a job, then a job uh, and a life, a husband, a life, right? A dog, whatever. She's got her own friends out there and she's also got a time zone issue. So what has really worked for us for like the last two years, I'm talking to her at least once a week, sometimes more, is we started using Marco Polo. And basically what that is, is a downloadable app. I'm not doing a commercial for them, but I should be paid for them because I talk about them all the time. It's a downloadable app. It's free. um, And I record three or four minutes whenever I want, when I have time, and it is sitting there for her to watch whenever she has time. She watches mine, and then whenever she has time, she records something back. Lots of times she records something for me while she's driving to work. But it gives me a chance not just to know, like, oh, Jay and I are doing good. Oh, the girls are, you know, uh, their senior year. And, you know, like, not that kind of stuff, but, like, the real stuff. Like, I'm so pissed I swag, I snagged my favorite sweater today or I broke a nail or <laughs> I got, I haven't watched her Marco Polo all the way through today. I just started at the very beginning and I didn't get to finish it yet because I like to watch her stuff in private. So I'm always hoping for the occasional cuss word, if you know what I mean, or like some juicy detail, but I, it's something that I like to like just sit by myself and watch in private. And I haven't had time yet, but she was like, in the middle of this remodel and her carpet got installed and it's the wrong color and she's pissed. And so it's like those kind of details you're not necessarily going to get by, by calling someone once a year. Right. And I need that like regular connection back and forth. So friendship is also kind of a funny thing too, because some of the people that I have liked the most in the places that I have lived, I lived there for a while and I knew who they were for years but never really made the, it took me years to make the connection. And I see that pattern repeating itself over and over again. So I had this friend, Darren, who was like my next door neighbor, this lady, she was married to a guy. Our husbands were friends, but in my mind, I was like, Oh, she seems kind of snotty. Like, I don't know. I just had this judgment about her. Turns out she's completely shy, but once you get to know her, so interesting, so funny, just we had tons in common. And I remember like leaving Georgia thinking, why did I wait five years to become friends with Darren? She's like one of my favorite people, right? Same thing is happening here. I've lived on this block since 2012. And there's like three women on my block that I always they were about my age, they were, you know, doing a lot of the same things I was doing, like raising kids or having a career or whatever. I would see them say hi, always be polite, but it's taken years to like really develop deep, meaningful friendships. And we have, 
Um, there's some of my favorite people. We're doing like a watch party for a uh, watch party for the new Sex in the City thing. And like it, they have become that thing in my life that I needed. But it just sometimes it's so funny how as humans, it takes us a little while. And I wonder if like back in the caveman days, if that's what we used to do, like, I'm going to sit in my cave for a couple of years. And, you know, I see that cool girl with a bone in her hair across in that other cave. She looks like she could be friendly, but I don't know. I don't want to take the time. I don't want to put out a risk. I don't know. Do we, were we always like that? Because, um, I kind of regret like my girlfriend, Shauna across the street or my girlfriend, Andrea down the way. I regret that, like, I wasted several years just saying hi as they would drive by in the alley. And they've turned out to be some really, really good, reliable, fun, funny friends who are bringing like big fat joy to my life. And so here's another thought about friendship. Does it have to be completely equal all the time? And I, I am advocating for no, (laughs) I hope, because I have friends that are way better than me at certain things. Like I have a friend who like I call, I refer to her as our concierge because she's always online. I cannot tell you how many concert tickets she's like, Hey, Foo Fighters are coming up. You want to go? Hey, we got a last minute ticket and a cancellation. Do you want to hop in and, and go see the show in LA last minute? Or we're going to go try this new restaurant. I made a reservation. She's just way, way better at planning things. And has more of an appetite for that. And I find in this stage of my life, I happen to be like some weeks doing really well. And then other weeks, like barely keeping my head above the water. Like if you can imagine like a flotation device around my neck and my head is just like back towards the sky gulping air. That's how I feel some weeks. And I just don't have it in me to plan additional stuff. So no, friendships are not always equal. And although I I don't prescribe that like friendship has to be perfectly equal, I think that there has to be a minimum level of effort on both sides, Um, like kind of a give and take. And I think you have these seasons where like one person might be going through something where they're either like crazy busy with work or a new baby, or uh, maybe they're going through some crazy shit with their teenagers or whatever, where the communication isn't as good. But I think it is important, like even like sending a text or like responding, um, I definitely have relationships in my life where I feel like they have gone through seasons where they're putting in more effort towards me because I'm giving all I've got to give or the opposite is true too, where I'm like, okay, I can definitely tell I'm putting in more effort into this friendship right now. Regardless though, if the love is there and the things in common are there and the laughter is there, life changes, you know, life ebbs and flows. So while I might be going through a season right now where I'm like freaking completely overwhelmed with all the stuff that my teenagers are going through and my four-year-old and another friend is like, oh, I'm empty nest because I just got my kids off to college. I'm like, well, that must be nice for you. But I made a choice and now I'm, you know, I had a baby at 45 and now I've got a four-year-old. Having friends that understand like I'm in a crazy season of my life right now and that I won't always be and I am fun and I am engaged and I'm engaging and I'm interested in what's going on in my friends lives. So knowing that those friendships will be there when things slow down for me and vice versa. Like I also have other friends who were like, okay, my job's crazy. My life is crazy. My parent, I'm taking care of my parents. My parents are crazy. Um, I'm just crazy. I have no time. And it's like, okay, I know that the love is there. And so that friendship will be there um, when 
life slows down and levels out and becomes more normal. So that's my little episode about friendship. Um, mostly because I just was thinking about Renee and like something about this holiday season, like from October at Halloween time, trying to find a costume and the last few years, especially like, okay, this teenager is going here and there's this party here and there's that going on. And this kid didn't get invited anywhere. It's like, it's a lot. And I'm sure a lot of you guys are going through the same thing. Like when you're raising a gaggle of kids or you're dealing with a job or whatever you're dealing with, you know, some people are taking care of elderly parents, all that stuff. When that stuff is going on, it's overwhelming. It feels like there's just so much condensed activity that is packed into a six week time period between when Halloween starts to get to New Year's. And I am experiencing the 12 hour period where the gifts are all wrapped and everything's like ready to go. And then tomorrow is the mayhem with Christmas Eve and like all the stuff that goes on. So it gave me this moment to just sort of be reflective about the things that matter most. And while my family and my husband um, are like huge priorities in my life, my creative outlets, um, the thing that makes life really, really sweet, a really big piece of the pie for me are these uh, female friendships that I have that lift me up when I'm down or remind me what, who I am, that I'm fierce, that I'm creative, that I'm amazing. They reflect back to who I am. And then I get to do that for them, which is a huge, making somebody else feel good, hearing somebody else say, Ooh, I like that hat. And then going down and picking it up for them and giving it to them. Okay. It cost me 24 bucks, but it gave me thousands of dollars in currency of like who I am as a person, like who I am as a friend. And so I'm going to tell you guys one more story that happened to me this year about friendship. Um, I don't know how many of you have watched the show on Netflix called Made. It's about a young girl who has gone through abuse and she's trying to better her life. And while a lot of the the themes and things that happened to her were not what happened to me, generally there was this feeling that I really related to of trying to better your life and then having a roadblock and trying to better your life and having a roadblock, trying to get to a good spot and then having some, you know, shit pancake fall in your lap. Right. And so watching this show, even though she was, you know, 30 years younger than me, even though like it didn't, it didn't help that her little girl looks a lot like my little girl Lincoln and they were escaping a lot in the middle of the night. And it just, it really resonated with a lot of the themes that have happened in my life and some of the like traumas that I've had in my life or things that I've been through that like I I felt shameful about or I hid about or I was I was too ashamed to discuss them so I kept myself alone a lot about a lot of these things and there are things a lot of these things are like things that I've like moved past um and side note I started doing therapy this year again and it's been super helpful having an actual professional to talk to about stuff. Anyway, I finished this last episode and I talked to Thomas about it and I was crying and I was upset and I was explaining to him like why it like just brought out all this emotion in me. And, um, after, you know, after a while, like I communicated with a couple of my girlfriends and I was like this, that, and this about this show. And like, they were able to talk to me and, 
one was just like an incredibly good listener. And the other one was able to like really relate as well. And was like, I had a really hard, hard, heavy reaction to this show. And this is why this is what I saw in my life. And so I remember like, I just couldn't stop crying. And it was like, very dramatic for me. It's hard to describe what it was even like. But finally, I called my friend Cedar down the street. And I'm like, I'm just really so upset. Um, It's kind of embarrassing, too, because Cedar specifically is a friend who's got like, she's got it together. Like, she is a person who's like got it together in my eyes. And I don't see her having like big fat emotional breakdowns. But at the same time, she does make me feel comfortable to be my dramatic most Diana self. And I called her and I was crying and I was like, I just need to talk. And she's like, okay. She bolted out of the house with a tissue box. Like she really cared. And it meant the world to me to have somebody in my life that was like ready to hop in the car and just pull over the car and listen to me talk about these big emotions and feelings I was having. And... You know, of all the things that I've gotten this year in my life, having friends like that in my life that are there for me through thick and thin, through my days where I'm hilarious in the life of the party and ready to host, you know, the whole neighborhood for Thanksgiving, Friendsgiving, or when I'm broken down and I'm at my rawest place and I'm really hurting over things that have happened in my past or fears that I have or conceptions that I have of myself that I'm not enough for my children or whatever. Anyway, I hope this episode reaches somebody who needs to be reminded what a good friend they are and what they mean in somebody's life. And, you know, like I said before, guys, friendships ebb and flow. So maybe you are a friend to somebody who's not able to realize how incredible you are in their life. But That's a beautiful thing about humans. We are so meaningful to each other. And I just wanted to say how much meaning my friends have brought to my life and how excited I am about the future um, and who I'll meet in the future and who I'll be to somebody else in the future and how much as humans we all mean to each other. Okay, that's enough pontificating. Um, I love you guys. Merry, Merry Christmas or... Happy holidays, whatever you do to celebrate this time of year. I hope it's cozy and warm and peaceful. And I just wanted to send out some love during this holiday season. Thank you so much for listening to my show. Did you know that word of mouth is the best way for a podcast to spread? I would love for you to tell someone if there was any part of this conversation that resonated with you. And don't forget, if you ever want to reach out, I'm on Instagram at ms.dianapiquet. Bye, friend.